There are over 60 different names for sugar that food companies have created and will put into packaged foods. So most of the times, if you look at like the ingredients on a label for the food, you may not see sugar as an ingredient. You may see some other form of sugar. Food companies just call it something else. And so a lot of us just don't even know what those names are. But I became well-versed on all of them. And I became the chief of the sugar police. <laughs> what if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome to episode 101. This is your certified life and weight loss coach, Jennifer Dent Brown from jenniferdent.com. And today I want to address the topic of sugar addiction. Now, this very specific topic of sugar addiction came up twice in one week in my community. Like literally, people were asking or telling me that they were addicted to sugar. So when that happens, I see a common theme. I'm like, okay, I know I had to bring this topic to the podcast. And so here we are. We're talking about sugar addiction today. And I want to just explain it to you from my perspective and how I teach sugar addiction and how what I believe about sugar addiction and how it fits into the Stop Dieting Forever process. So remember that I have been coaching since 2014. So I have like approached this topic from two different ways in my coaching career. And I'm going to address both ways that I have talked about and taught about sugar in today's podcast. So one way that I've looked at sugar and sugar addiction is a much more traditional way of looking at sugar consumption from a health standpoint. And later in my career, because remember, I got, or maybe if you don't know, if you're new to the podcast and you're new to me, welcome. But I've been coaching since 2014 officially, and I got certified as a health coach in 2014, and I got certified later in 2021 as a life coach. So I've been kind of like thinking about, learning about, dealing with sugar and the symptoms of sugar from multiple different views in multiple different ways. So again, I've learned the more traditional way of like looking at sugar consumption, how it affects your health. And then I've also looked at sugar consumption and treating sugar addiction in a more compassionate way and teaching my clients how to look at their sugar consumption more compassionately. I'm going to talk about both in this podcast, and I believe that you will learn from both perspectives. When I was studying to become a health coach, um, and again, I got certified in 2014 by the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, when I was studying in school, we learned about the negative effects of sugar consumption. Like We did a deep dive into how sugar is a toxin, refined sugar and how it just like the cause of so many chronic 
conditions within our body. And after learning about how toxic sugar was and all of the terrible things it can do to your body, I was 100% on board with cutting it out completely of my diet, right? Just cutting it out completely. No more sugar. And at that point, I started looking at all of the sugar content in everything that I ate, like just meticulously looking at labels and looking up sugar content for everything I put into my mouth. And as I was doing that process, and like when I would go shopping, I would intentionally turn the food over, look at the nutritional label. I was shocked to discover that sugar was pretty much in everything that was packaged. Every type of processed packaged food, if it was in like a box or some type of plastic wrapper or a plastic bag, like you can best believe there was probably some type of sugar in it. And I started to avoid like a rule that I made for myself at that time was like I started to avoid any foods with more than 10 grams of sugar per serving. That's even a lot, right? But there was like sugar and so much of the stuff that I was eating dropping down to 10 grams of sugar per serving was a great reduction uh, for me. And so I started to literally count my sugar gram consumption every single day. And I told my clients to start counting their sugar gram consumption every single day as the way that they were going to lose weight, right? I told my clients to consume no more than 25 grams of sugar a day. So in order for them to understand what 25 grams of sugar looked like, they needed to start calculating what they were eating, like using my fitness pal or some other, you know, nutritional value calculator app on their phone. And so I became very well versed on all of the different names for sugar. There are over 60 different names for sugar that food companies have created and will put into packaged foods. So most of the times, if you look at like the ingredients on a label for the food, you may not see sugar as an ingredient. You may see some other form of sugar. Food companies just call it something else, dextrose, maltodextrin. Like there's over 60 different names. And so a lot of us just don't even know what those names are. But I became well-versed on all of them. And I became the chief of the sugar police. (laughs) And I was adamant about teaching my clients all of the different names, all of the different ways to look for sugar in foods that they were eating. I had them counting their sugar grams. I probably had my clients at that time reporting to me how much sugar they were consuming on a day-to-day basis. And I was just like anti-sugar. I was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world. Like, it's the worst thing we can consume for our bodies. I remember I created a seven-day sugar detox, and I called it sugar-free, and I sold it online for $19. And I remember the cover, because I actually did a search within my hard drive, and I found it, all the documents and stuff. And I remember that I created the cover for the sugar, the digital cover for the sugar-free seven-day sugar detox. And it had all of these donuts on the cover. And they were all like iced in different colors of the donuts. So it was very like striking and very like, ooh, look at all those colorful donuts. Yes, let me do this seven-day sugar detox. I want to be sugar-free. I led group sugar detox challenges 
And as I was doing this, like I was losing weight, my clients were losing weight. And so, yeah, it was like a great thing, right? My sales tag for that seven day sugar detox was sugar free. That was the name of the digital guide is a seven day detox that will help you cut out excess sugar, feel great and start to take control of those cravings once and for all. I was convinced sugar was evil. And my job was to tell everyone as a health coach that they needed to stop eating sugar immediately so that they could be healthy and happy. Now, was the seven day sugar detox effective? Hell yes, it was totally effective. Listen, if you stop consuming sugar for seven days, you will lose weight. 100%, absolutely, yes you will lose weight. But fast forward a little bit past the sugar detox days, right? My clients, I could see them losing weight during the challenge. But what was happening is that they hadn't completely healed their relationship with sugar. All they were doing, and this is what I did too, was like all they were doing was just creating weight loss by changing an action, which was to consume no sugar for seven days. And because they were losing weight in seven days, a lot of them could go a little bit longer without consuming sugar. Now, as I continued to study habit change, because at this point, I had been a coach for maybe two years, and I was noticing that my clients were lose weight, but I noticed they weren't able to keep it off. And so that's when I became fascinated about like how habits are created. How do people create true habit change that doesn't depend on willpower. So I started doing a lot of like research there. And then that's when I started to learn about how your thinking actually creates your habits. And I learned very specifically that your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions create your weight loss results. So when I learned that, right, how I was creating my weight loss result by my thinking, I realized that the reason why I was struggling with my weight for so many years is because I was trying to create weight loss result just by changing my actions. And this is the exact reason why so many of you are struggling with your weight, because you keep trying to change something you're doing instead of changing what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So when I learned this, I was like, oh, wait a second. So just cutting out sugar is not a permanent change, a permanent habit that I can create a permanent weight loss result. I've got to change my thinking first. So once I learned this, my stance on sugar consumption literally did a 180. So yes, you can totally do the seven-day sugar detox and lose weight. Absolutely, 100%. It will work for you in the short term. But if you're looking for a sustainable, long-lasting weight loss, permanent weight loss, you've got to go deeper. You've got to go past the action of just removing sugar from your diet. You want to look at all of the reasons why you're eating sugar in the first place. Why are you compelled to drink Coca-Cola every single day? Why are you afraid to keep candy in the house? Why is having one square of chocolate instead of four a totally irrational thought? 
right? Asking yourself these questions instead of just saying, I'm not going to drink soda for the next seven days. I'm not going to eat candy for the next seven days. Instead of just saying, I'm not going to eat chocolate for the next seven days, I want you to go deeper and ask yourself, why are you even drinking Coca-Cola every single day? Why are you afraid to keep candy in the house? What do you think is going to happen if there's candy in the house and you can't control yourself around it? Why does it seem impossible for you to eat just one square of chocolate instead of four or five or six or eight? I remember very specifically the one square of chocolate. I think I was coaching a client or maybe it was a group coaching and I was just telling the group, I was like, yeah, I've just like now I'm, I can eat one square of dark chocolate and be totally satisfied. And I remember I got like really quizzical looks on their faces like, really? One square of chocolate? Like, oh, no, that's impossible. That just came into my head. <laughs> but I want you to go deeper and question why you're consuming the sugar in the first place before you just go and like eradicate it from your life or at least try to eradicate it. Because there is a reason why you prefer the dopamine hit you get from sugar, right? There is an emotion that is driving sugar to be your drug of choice. Now, that emotion may be stress. It could be loneliness. It could be frustration. It could be sadness. It could be fear. It could be self-loathing. It could be inadequacy. Like all of those emotions that I just named, stress, loneliness, frustration, sadness, fear, self-loathing, inadequacy, those are all very uncomfortable human emotions. A couple of examples, actually, right? Those are very uncomfortable human emotions that no one willingly wants to feel like this. Nobody willingly wants to be frustrated and lonely and sad, because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when we're fearful about something. It doesn't feel good when we're stressed out. And it certainly doesn't feel good when we're sad. And because it doesn't feel good to experience these uncomfortable emotions, what do we do? We reach for sugar to help distract ourselves from feeling that emotion. Eating a handful of chocolate chips feels much better then remembering that, oh, right, you're home, alone, again, another night in a row. Drinking 16 ounces of Pepsi feels much better than feeling the stress of work. But I want to remind you that eating sugar is just a temporary distraction from whatever the emotion is. Like once that soda bottle is empty and once the chocolate is gone, guess what? The feelings are still there. The work is still there. You are still home alone by yourself, right? Those emotions are still there. The circumstance is still there. So what do you do, right? What you're like, okay, Jennifer, I hear you, but what do I do? The feelings are still there. And now what? Okay, listen to me closely. This is the part where being a human isn't fun. This is a part of life where the human experience is uncomfortable. And this is the part that most people want to skip. It's easy to feel excited. It's easy to feel loving and accepted and confident, right? These are all the comfortable human emotions. But ask somebody to intentionally feel uncomfortable, they want to run in the other direction. 
<laughs> preferably to go eat something sugary, right? So learning how to sit in discomfort, to acknowledge and accept the emotion is hard. It is difficult. And most people aren't willing to do the hard work. But the more you can acknowledge, the more you can accept the uncomfortable emotion, guess what? The easier it gets to experience it. Trust me. Trust me on this one. I'm telling you the truth. So you're like, okay, well, what does that mean, Jennifer? What does it mean to acknowledge and accept an emotion? Like either I have the emotion or I don't have the emotion. How do I acknowledge and accept it? All right. So glad you asked that question. When you get the urge to reach for sugar, when you find yourself walking to Starbucks to get your sugar caffeine hit, when you find yourself going to the pantry at night looking for your sugary snacks, when you find yourself hanging out in the bakery section at the grocery store looking at things a little bit longer (laughs) than you are over in the produce section, right? When you get that urge to reach for the sugar, number one, I want you to pause. First of all, pause, right? First of all, pause and identify what the emotion is that you're experiencing in that moment, right? When your brain is like, oh, we need sugar right now, pause and ask yourself, what's happening? What's this emotion that is driving me to want to eat sugar, right? So, A lot of us are emotionally illiterate and emotional literacy is something we spend a lot of time working on in the Stop Dieting in 30 bootcamp. So if becoming emotionally literate is something that you know you want to work on, then you definitely want to sign up for the Stop Dieting in 30 bootcamp. Okay, so that's the first thing you want to do is pause and identify what the emotion is. Number two, the next thing you're going to do is that you're just going to decide to resist the urge to consume sugar, right? You're going to resist the urge to distract yourself from whatever the emotion is. You've identified what the emotion is, and now you get to decide, am I going to feed this emotion with sugar or am I going to resist the urge to distract myself from this feeling by eating the cookie, drinking the soda, grabbing the pint of ice cream. So when you decide to resist the urge to consume sugar and you're resisting the urge to distract yourself from the feeling, the next thing you're going to do is you're just going to calm your fears because in this moment, your brain is going to be freaking out in this very uncomfortable state. And you know, right, if you've ever tried to like resist the urge to eat something that you really want to eat, you know that your brain is giving you Your bratty brain has given you all the reasons why it's a good idea to eat the thing. So you've got to learn how to calm yourself down, right? You've got to learn how to do what we call self-coaching and comforting yourself in this moment, right? In this very uncomfortable state. I teach various strategies of how to do this inside the Stop Dieting Forever program. But one of them that you can definitely do is super easy, not technical at all, You just are going to take a deep breath and feel that emotion in your body. Actually, take a couple of deep breaths, right? And feel that emotion in your body. You've already identified it, what it is. You know what it is. And actually, I feel like the moment that you identify it, you name the emotion, you name the feeling that you're feeling, it almost like deflates the intensity of that emotion 
because your logical brain is like, oh, wait a second. We're just feeling fearful right now. Okay. So you tell yourself nothing bad is going to happen to you except this feeling, which is literally just a vibration in your body. And so you just wait for the feeling to pass. That's the next thing that you do. You just wait for the feeling to pass. And then once it's passed, and it will pass, even though you think it won't, it will pass. I want you to celebrate that you've just experienced a negative, uncomfortable emotion without reaching for sugar. Okay? So when you do those five things, those five steps, the more often you do that five-step process, the easier it gets to say no to the sugar. So I'm going to just recap those really, really quick five steps. When you get the urge to reach for sugar, you're going to pause and identify what the emotion is. You're going to decide to resist the urge to consume the sugar, right? You're going to resist the urge to distract yourself. And then you're going to calm your fears because your brain is going to be freaking out in this uncomfortable state. And you're going to tell yourself, nothing is gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. I'm just experiencing a physical reaction, a physical feeling right now, and nothing bad is happening. And then you're going to just wait for the feeling to pass. You can go about your business, but know that this feeling will pass. And then when it does, I don't want you to just be like, you know, keep going. It's like life is whatever. But I want you to like stop and acknowledge and tell yourself, hey, we just experienced a negative emotion and we didn't die and we didn't reach for sugar. And I want you to celebrate that moment. Okay. So those were the two different approaches to managing your sugar addiction. Yes, you can just do a seven-day detox, 14-day detox, and go cold turkey. Or you can decide to look at the reasons why you're reaching for the sugar in the first place. Also, I just want to just address, before we close out this episode, the phrase sugar addiction. The two people that brought this up to me, they both said that they were addicted to sugar. So here's what I just want to offer y'all. Like, quit telling yourself you're addicted to sugar It's just not a useful thought. I know that some researcher out there has been like, yes, sugar addiction, your body can be addicted to sugar. Yes, 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 right? It's just not a useful thought. It's just not a useful thought to tell yourself that you're addicted to sugar. And it's just gonna make it harder for you to decrease your sugar consumption if you keep telling yourself, I'm addicted to sugar. I'm addicted to sugar. It's like a very sad story you're telling yourself. Rather, I want you to start telling yourself that you are strong and you are emotionally connected and you are present and you take care of your physical body. Because the longer you tell yourself that you are addicted to sugar, your brain is going to continue to find ways and look for ways to support that the story that you are addicted to sugar and that is not what you want. Okay? So just quit telling yourself that you're addicted to sugar. All right. So. Two different ways to approach your addiction to sugar. And I'm using addiction to sugar in air quotes. Okay. Now, Colette, play the music. Let's stop and celebrate. So shortly after coming up with this topic to record on the podcast, one of the Stop Dieting Forever program members who I recently coached on her candy addiction, she posted this amazing transformation in our group. And I say this transformation is amazing because I have been coaching her on her candy addiction 
for a while. And so after the coaching, she like went to work. She went to, was like, I am tired of this sugar addiction <laughs> having control over me. And she decided to like do the emotional work that it takes to really disconnect her mind from the belief that her body is addicted to sugar. So she decided to write a letter to Candy, y'all. And I love this idea so much. I didn't tell her she had to do this. Her brain, her 2.0 brain was like, you know what? This is a great way for you to release your connection to Candy. So she wrote a letter to Candy. And I just want to read it here on the podcast. She said, dear non-chocolate Candy, you are just sugar. You are not really poison, though you do not have nutritional value I seek on a regular basis. If I am honest, I have to say you have some beneficial properties. For instance, when I was little, you really did help the medicine go down easier. My human brain really does produce dopamine and I feel good in response to you. However, I am grown up and I find many, many other things pleasurable. There was a time when I ate too much of you for my body. And my body responded to this with a high A1C and pre-diabetes. I now have a new body and a well-managed mind. I am more metabolically fit than I've ever been, and I have the data to prove it. You do not have the same effect on me, yet I have treated you as if you do. So I give myself permission to occasionally enjoy you. You are not bad. And I am not bad for wanting to eat you. You are safe around me and I am safe around you. This is not a true power struggle because you have no power. You are truly neutral and I'm sorry for projecting anything else on you. I have all of the power and I take that power back now. I have claimed it as my own in so many other situations and so I claim it here. It is my responsibility to decide what I will and will not put into my body at any time. You can come into my house. You can hang out during the holidays. You can sit in a bowl on my assistant's desk. You are free and I am free to exist together. With love and she signed her name. Y'all, she wrote a love letter to Candy. So good. And that allowed her to mentally free herself from this story and this belief that she could not exist in a house with candy. So she has subsequently posted in her group that she hasn't eaten any candy and she feels really, really good. So I just wanted to share that with you as inspiration and just as another way to manage your thoughts and your feelings about sugar. All right, y'all. So before we close out this episode, I want you to share this podcast with a friend. You know, your friend who when y'all go out to dinner, you're always like, oh, you want to share a dessert? When the waiter is like, would you like to see the dessert menu? And you're like, hell yes. And your friend is like, absolutely. Yeah, I want you to share this podcast with her and let her know that the story of sugar addiction is nothing but that. It's just a story. And that she can decide how she wants to release herself from sugar. So share this podcast with the with a friend. Tell me what you've taken away from this podcast that has been helpful for you. 
post it on social media, tag me on it, whatever you want to do, but just don't keep this a secret and don't keep it to yourself. And again, like I mentioned, if you want to learn how to become a more emotionally literate and you want a place to practice all of these strategies that I talked about today to help you with mind management and creating new habits and getting curious about all the reasons why you eat sugar, then come join us in the Stop Dieting in 30 Boot Camp. This is, again, phase one of the Stop Dieting Forever process. This is where you learn the process and then you go into the Stop Dieting Forever program where you just master what you've learned and that's where you lose the weight. All right, so go to jenniferdent.com forward slash boot camp to get all the details and get on the wait list for the next boot camp, which is coming up in August. All right, y'all, live lux, and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever. Dieting forever.